Bem-vindos ao podcast Trilingue, um podcast que falamos inglês, português e várias bostas. Eu sou o Fábio, eu morei nos Estados Unidos por 4 anos. E eu sou a Gabi, eu morei na Austrália por 4 anos. Esse é um podcast com uma pegada um pouco diferente. Nós vamos falar sobre coisas corriqueiras, só que em inglês. Olá, 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 Trilinguers! Boa noite. Estamos Bom dia, boa tarde. É nós. Estamos aqui novamente em outro episódio do Trilingue Podcast com o nosso queridíssimo, amado, aclamado pelo QA da Uber, <risos> Gabriel Martins, ou mais conhecido como Biel. Uh! Uh! Olá, pessoal, voltei. É um grupo bem específico esse grupo que me aclamaram, né? Mas eu garanto que são pessoas muito especiais e não só no Brasil. Então, eu sou aclamado na região. Que bem, para quem não conhece, é Quality Assurance. Quality Audit. Quality Audit. Quality Audit. Não, Quality Assurance. Quality Assurance. She doesn't even know where she is. Ele faz não trabalho nisso. Ok, ok. It's not my job. No, I'm joking. É, <risos> vamos então começar aqui a nossa segunda sessão com o Biel. E a gente vai falar de alguns assuntos que a gente deixou passar da última vez, porque nós tínhamos outros protagonistas. Famoso running out of time. Running out of time due to gatos. <laughs> então, <laughs> vamos começar no inglês, switching it up. So, Biel, um, how is, first of all, how was your vacation? Oh, yes, I was in vacations for 10 days. It was super good. Actually, we managed to go to the coast of Sao Paulo. Actually, when we Lucas, Lucas, our Lucas, Luquinhas, We, 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 we found like a, a, an Airbnb close to the beach. This city here in Sao Paulo, I don't know if you guys know, it's called Itayaim. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of close to Peruíbe and other different beaches. Mm -hmm. But this specific beach that we found was more like a laid back beach. There's a lot of elderly there. So we got this amazing summer house very close to the beach. The beach was mostly like empty so we had a very good time in managing going to the beach not getting a lot of people close to us because with the pandemic this was a, a huge thing for us to go to a place mm -hmm. where we could really rest so it was awesome can't wait to go back or actually i can't wait to go back to vacations <laughs> maybe next week hey <laughs> yeah we never know Brazil, it's always a surprise I love how it seems like Airbnb completely revolutionized the renting houses on the beach game. Because yeah. before it was like a wild card. You don't know what you're going to get. The house might be completely trash and you're there for a while. Or yeah. it's really nice. I've been to those houses, Pino. Like the yeah. very broken houses. Uh -huh. You're totally right. So Airbnb, I mean, God bless their souls. Yeah, I remember going to a few when I was like very little. My grandfather had a, how do you call it? The, the Volkswagen bus, which that's how they call it in English. But it's a combi. Really? Combi like that? A yeah. Volkswagen bus? Volkswagen bus. I, 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 I'm like 80% sure. That's But yeah, we usually went with that and we had a trash house. That's a strong memory I have from a childhood. But with that said, I think many, you know, tech companies came to revolutionize their markets like oh for sure we can talk about airbnb we can talk about um uber even and so many for other sure. companies that literally changed the way that we interact with 
services that are around us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and it kind of level ups the game. Mm -hmm. right? It mm -hmm. raises the bar even higher for regular services. Yeah. Because, I mean, the kind of treatment that you got in an Airbnb, you're not getting in a regular hotel. No. Oh, Never. No. No, and that's the thing, right? You're forcing the hotels, like you're forcing the taxis to present a better service. And I think that's why there was such a hard pushback with both when they, you know, joined the industry. But I think that's so good. I think it's forcing dinosaurs to actually evolve into something else. Yeah, we're pushing for evolution. And basically those tech companies and services are saying, well, you either go hard or you go home. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lovely. That's why I love Uber. <laughs> Shout out to Uber. Shout out to Uber. Um, okay, great. I'm so happy to know that you had a great vacation and <laughs> that um, you're back with us now. Uh, we missed you. And we also wanted to talk about something else because this week you had a new article published. And when I was reading your article, I was just mind blown by how much I can identify with it. And I guess many people can identify with it because it's just our reality. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about what you wrote and what was the message behind it? Yeah, of course. Actually, this was an article that I wrote, I think in the beginning of the year. Um, it was kind of, it, it started from a conversation that I had with a friend of mine. Actually, this is a friend of mine that I'm working on a project that probably going to talk about. Um, and yeah, spoilers ahead. Sorry. Um, so actually, we were talking about we had a, a very big and bad uh, event in Brazil in Carrefour, uh, where they, okay. they yeah. murder a, a black guy on the parking lot. And there was some kind of a riot when it happened. And everything is super like sensitive right now. Which for me, I think it's super good. But then we were discussing about that because it was on a very, I think it was on Black Conscious Day that that happened last year. Mm -hmm. So it was even heavier, the, the, yeah. the incident. Not incident, it was a crime. So um, he was talking to me like, hey, I'm feeling very down today because the energy is not very good and i was like yeah but let me tell you something i know that this happened but i haven't seen anything because usually right now we are very visuals about everything right we have to record everything otherwise it didn't happen right so i was telling him like i didn't watch it and he was like what do you mean i'm like yeah for for the past few years i've been choosing not to proceed you know like that message that we got on the internet like hey uh do you agree into proceeding it and i mean are you okay yeah. moving forward yeah, yeah i am definitely not okay moving forward with those i i don't want to have visuals on things just to know that they'd happen right yeah. so <clears throat> we go into this further conversation where i told him like for example, last year, there was a lot of conversation over Big Brother, people being like misogynist and everything. And I was like, I don't need to see it to know that misogyny is a thing. Yeah. I don't have to see like George Floyd getting killed to know that racism and um, police brutality uh, towards black community is, is a thing. Yeah. So then after this conversation, this, this idea of choosing not to see, but still like capturing what happened it got stuck in my head. So um, I recently rewatched Matrix and that's why I kind of 
Join. Start growing the idea like, of connecting those things because on, on Matrix, you basically can choose what, what kind of reality you want to live, right? And for us, we don't have like that possibility, but still we can have levels of commitment of what are the kind yep. of things that you are absorbing in your life. And yeah. just a little background on everyone. So on the Matrix, I guess you all know what it is. There is one dude that eventually just like once he's fighting alongside the good guys against the robots that are creating the matrix. And he's like, okay, no, fuck it. I just want to live inside the matrix, drive like crazy cars, be a billionaire, ball out. And it's okay living on a non-real world as long as it feels real and it's nice. Ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah. So sometimes even though you know that there is a reality out there, maybe you don't have to see it. And I'm going to bring up another topic of discussion related to that, because I think um, social media allows us to choose what to see or not to see, not only through what we choose to see, but also through algorithm. And I think that is something that is both good and bad because it kind of, it, it does limit us to seeing things that we don't want to see, but also limits us to seeing things that we don't want to see, but we should be seeing. And that shifts the whole perspective on so many levels of so many things that we see every day, like our polit our politics. Um, and I think at least I've noticed in, in Uber, in our group of people, everyone's very vocal about politics. And I think that's so good. Um, and I just wanted to know both of you, your yeah. opinion on on that and the potential impact that this had and still can have in the next election. <laughs> there you oh go. A topic out of the blue. <laughs> oh my God, she just dropped that bomb like unnoticed. Yeah, like super simple topic. <laughs> just like current conversation now. I was trying to figure out how to, to, to jump into the topic as you were like building your, your question, but then you kind of took a very good turn. So I will let Binho go first. Oh, <laughs> nice. I mean, I guess it all started by companies chasing the wrong goals. It's like, I want their attention more than anything else. So they just went with throwing more shit that we wanted to see. So we spent more time on their apps. Yeah. So they could sell us to advertisers. And that turned into a fucking massive shit whenever someone realized that they could I don't know, promote any type any of content, feeling. like crazy. Yeah. Like it's YouTube for kids can be like super dangerous, especially because some kids just fall into the traps of QAnon. I don't know if you say it like that in English, but all the, the drama with people being reptiles and living in the sewers and controlling the government. I took a new talking about mass where, where a dude actually believed that. <laughs> They, he, he thought that people were putting fluorine in the water to turn people into gays. That's exactly what you say, like word by word. Well, but that's how I got here. No, 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 no. Fluorine <laughs> <laughs> in the water. Yes. Holy yeah, it was like crazy stuff. So once you go to the crazy stuff route, if you're a kid or an adult, you can go like nuts on it because people are talking about it wow. insanely. And lies. Just... Okay, we're talking about Americans here, just so you know, they're fucking crazy. I mean, for sure. I mean, we elected someone fucked up too, so we. Can I was about to say that. I mean, can up. we save our our asses? Saying yeah. that we are fucking crazy. I mean, we are Brazilians, right? Yeah. I don't know which. We're in the middle of something that we created. 
or that、yeah. we, we led to. Yeah, I guess that's also true. <laughs> yeah, people probably just went on WhatsApp groups and saw content、mm. of that all day because they could, and it's infinite, and people profit from it. Like on the other end, yeah. I don't know how. So it has a huge potential to just drive people nuts, and you can drive yourself out of reality just entering anything that you actually want to see. And that wasn't on purpose, but I think that's what just happened. happened. It took. It was natural to the goal that we're trying to accomplish. Which is our attention, but it was on purpose. Yeah, the thing yeah, is that I think it backfired like crazy. Yes, backfired. That was that. That is the 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 main point here because I think we kind of organically got where we are, but、yeah. not very organically. I mean, people knew the potential back then, but they didn't saw it coming. The yeah, how much it amplified. And made things that usually was handled socially in a very secluded group of people. You can take this to a massive group of people, and then you、yeah. can maximize the impact of what you're doing. Yeah. So,、um, I and this and this is not coming from a place where I say I am anti-social media because I'm not.、Mm. Uh, but I am not even like pro-social media without like any kind of、um, reflection on it. I mean,、yeah. we should、yeah. be aware of it. I mean, all the things that we used to have, and now that we don't because of social media. I、yeah. mean,、um, you back then, and maybe this will sound like a very old person talking about it, but you didn't have to tell your friends how many weight you lost to make sure that you really lost the weight. So right now we live in a world where any specific or tiny detail of your life it's shareable. It's Uplifted into this platform, so I just think that we should be cautious about it. That's what I try to do, right? But thinking about、point. how, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, that's a very good point. Yeah, I think I think only. I mean, you should have a balance. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with people saying like I am totally anti-social media because you probably will be living alone outside the matrix. Where everybody、yeah. is already、yeah. in matrix, so you just—if you manage to take a look outside from it—I think we are in a healthy relationship. But leading up to what Gabi mentioned for the next election, I mean, I have my fingers crossed that this time、mm-hmm. around, the internet is in our favor. So let's see. I I honestly don't know. My my opinion is that I don't know for two reasons. One. Because I'm not very optimistic regarding the Brazilian population voting correctly, principally now that we have Lula back, I think that will backfire immensely.、Um, because that was the strategy, the marketing strategy used by Bolsonaro was to throw people against Pepe. That was the strategy that he used,、um, and I think he will use that again. Um, so I'm not very confident that people will be able to think about politics outside of those two very separate, segregated poles.、Um, and I also live in a very political home where my parents are very Bolsonaro, and I'm like, I'm gonna vomit all the time, but that's fine. <laughs> I try to live my life.、Um, so that's one point. And the second point is that I can't really give my opinion because I've opted out. Of seeing these kind of things, it's a, a subject that really、mm. 
frustrates me. It makes me anxious. And I remember I was in Australia and I was watching the elections in Brazil and I was just like my 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 friends some of my friends are from a very like they're basically all from LGBTQ plus community and they were so frightened they were terrified and they were having like anxiety attacks and I was on the other side of the world unable to do much for them not even you know give them a hug or anything I couldn't do anything for them so back at that that stage um, when I, I didn't go to vote last time because I was like, oh, it's too much effort. And, you know, living with my parents being extremely political on the opposite side of me, I actually received threats <laughs> every day when I say anything that goes against what they believe, um, including that if I vote for anybody from the, uh, PT party, I'm going to be kicked out of home. So that's the level of psychological pressure that I receive here. And I would receive similar uh, threats back in Australia. So back then I just decided to, to um, look at these things. And I think that fits both in what we said before about the matrix and me, you know, willingly choosing the blue pill over the, the red pill and it also you know clicks on the same point that we are talking here about people being fed what they want to believe so that they believe with such um strength on that same point like they just really believe in that and i don't think social media structure changed to the point that we will see change i think that we are still very much um uh, hostages to social media and it even reminded me of uh, that book by George Orwell 1984 that we can actually rewrite history we actually rewrite what we believe and I think that's a characteristic of the Brazilian people to be very forgetful and even forgiven in some way yeah. uh, depending on what our goals at the moment are yeah it's weird because you, you can never, you can always rewrite history by giving it from a perspective of someone who didn't suffer the bad things that the time brought them. Even back going all the way back to, I don't know in Brazil, because I didn't study it, but in, in the US I studied uh, history and they talked a lot about uh, black people history, mm -hmm. American, yeah, African-American history. And they talk a lot about lynching and all those big things like jazz musicians who could not go through the front door of the club they were going to play at. Mm. And if you bring it back as to the perspective of someone who was white living through that, it had no change to their lives. No. It didn't affect them that much. No. So it's really yeah. easy to rewrite stuff by just telling it from another perspective of someone who's blamed to all the bad things happening. Yeah. I am right there with being you on that. I think that it's not just like making sure that people know what happened, but I, I have kind of a positive feeling about how this would turn out. Basically hoping for the people that opt out last time around, don't opt out this time around, because to be very true, um, nobody could see Trump not winning this year. 
right? But we saw also a rise on people opting to vote, especially in a country where it's not mandatory. So yeah. I think that was something that was, uh, they were not like expecting to happen. So yeah. I am crossing my fingers because I do have a lot of friends that even though they are not politic politically awake or whatever we should call it, they decided to opt out because there was no good options on the last election. And that is a reality of Brazil. But right now, I feel that after everything that got to this level of extremely exposure for everybody and not just some specific groups are feeling the impact of this government, probably that will impact people into a positive thinking of shifting. But yeah, I hope so. Yeah, Biden's election was certainly a breath of hope into our air. And I feel like in normal times, I think we would probably be fucked by social media and the internet. But the one thing that happened that isn't the same as in last election is Corona. I mean, you can mm. deny facts all day, True. but whenever something is in your face and it's a disease, it's a pandemic, and mm. there's no denying it because it's happening. It's coming yeah. for everyone who tells lies all the time. Like the yeah. numbers yeah. cannot, you can bullshit your way. Your you way cannot run life. away from it. Yes. You can't but run like, away from it. This shit is another level. Like, it shows how stupid you are conducting something. Yeah, that's so true. Because Bolsonaro said first that you would become a, a crocodile, right? Yeah. Just yeah. waiting for my transformation. And now he's like, you should get vaccined. And yeah. I want to get vaccined just because Lily's back. I'm like, you're ridiculous. Yeah, but to keep it light, I'm just hoping that Corona is Bolsonaro's new knife, but not in a positive mm. Yes, love. <laughs> love that metaphor. That's insane. That's, that's great. great. That's great. Yeah, okay. that's beautiful. Okay, now about the topic that is actually that you started talking about, and you know, I think it's going to be a surprise for some, but we're very excited about it. Your new project. What is oh it? Oh my God. Yes, actually, it. it's going to be a surprise because it hasn't been talked about publicly yet. Mm -hmm. See, I'm talking like a celebrity. Like, <laughs> I mean, I love it. It gives hype to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, see? So um, after that, after the first episode that you guys invited me, I started like thinking about this idea that I had in my mind with this friend of mine, a very good friend of mine. That we had very good conversations. And he was like, we should take these conversations that we usually have on WhatsApp to a broader audience. So he kind of proposed a few months ago, like, let's do something on Instagram. And I'm like, I am not that visual person. I don't want to be like posing as a bloggerinho or whatnot. <laughs> so I kind of rejected it. And I was like, everything that I want to say, I put it in my articles. I talk to people that I feel like good talking about. So after the first episode here with you guys, I just, I just got that feeling like maybe this could be a good venue to bring this kind of content and conversations that we usually have um, to an audience of people that can relate to us. So basically, I mean, long story short, we decided to kick off a podcast to reflect on blackness, gayness, and pop culture. That so, is wonderful. That's a great idea i'm gonna love to listen to that there is a lot of topics there and i mean we are 30 something black gay guys here yeah. in Brazil. so we basically 
grew on Britney Spears being like the go-to pop singer, right? And we were raised also watching Gilmore Girls. So basically we have like a lot of representation of what should be something to look up to growing up that is not really actually reflecting who we were, right? I mean, we all wanted to be living in Gilmore Girls world, but we have to go to public school here in Brazil. And that mm -hmm. is not like the same reality, right? Mm -hmm. So coming from those kind of conversations, we felt like, well, let's create this kind of venue. Let's start discussing some topics from our childhood, like when we were younger, or let's talk about how Black people are represented in pop culture now that is completely different than it was when we were growing up. I mean, yeah. there weren't a lot of Black guys or Black young girls like in the TV or even in Brazil that could be something for us to look up as a role model. I mean, uh, so we kind of started jamming up on the idea. We already got a name. I'm not going to give any spoilers here, but we have a test or a pilot this weekend. So hopefully this is coming up pretty soon. Okay, so on Tuesday, it. when we release the podcast, you have to give us the handle or the name of your podcast so that we can put it in the description. Okay, yeah. now I have a deadline. I like that. <laughs> yes, I have more motivation. <laughs> I love the idea for that podcast. I'm already excited to listen to it. Yeah, Thank I'm interested I, to, to know more about like rep, black representation in the yeah. in the TV in Brazil because I know in the US there are many advocates to bring that up, you know, to bring it into TV shows, into uh, movies, and everything. It's it, they are they are strong on that, but I don't see that in Brazil. Yeah. I see something kind of in the opposite, or even stagnant we don't really change so no, really not at all not at all and actually i have to thank you guys because having this kind of like very good conversation that built up like such a very fun episode a lot of things a lot of friends come to me like hey i love listening to the to the guys and i want to keep listening to the guys and i was like maybe this is the good platform for us to use it mm -hmm. and just to channel on that about black representation in brazil i mean growing up as a gay kid was not an easy task i mean for any gay kid growing up is an easy task, mm -hmm. but the only representation that we had either on gay people or black people on the TV while I was growing up was Vera Veron. There was like this drag queen on a comedic show. And so there was also this, this context of black people or gay people being portrayed as something as a comedy act. So mm -hmm. nothing to be taken serious, right? Mm -hmm. So. Right now we have different kind of role models, but still to this day, um, it's very, it's, it's a tricky thing when we're talking about representation, because sometimes we think that representation is just a matter of like showing off that there is black people and that black culture exists, but it's not just that. No. So we are super excited. Uh, I can give you a spoiler that one of the topics, one of the first topics that we're gonna talk is about this new movie that just got out on Amazon, the Coming to America, uh, the second the second movie from Eddie Murphy. I don't know if you guys oh, know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know what you're Super over the about. top. He's like an African uh, princess he, that, uh -huh. is, that he goes yeah. to, to America and he finds his love there. So now the second time around, he's a king, right? Yeah. So I was watching this video, this movie with my husband and after what, by, by half of the movie, I was like, why do 
black kingship has to be portrayed as a joke. Yeah. Why do we have like this royal movies about the the English empire and it's always so dramatic and it's also so worth award winning, right? And when we're talking about like portraying, I'm not saying that this is the right portrayal of, of, of African um, kingdoms, but why, why do we have to take to the extreme of being comedic to be accepted by people? Huh? So let's see how it goes. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's not more a critic, a criticism towards the movie. It's more about the lack of actual real representation of, of African kingdoms. Yes. And, and the majestic way that sometimes the, the Europeans want their show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Who, who knows? I mean, I don't know how it looks like to to look into an African yeah, kingdom. Yeah, absolutely. Their, their costumes yeah, and everything that goes under a, a, a black king, for example. The way that is portrayed by American um, movie makers, are completely not as accurate as we as yeah. could. So, yeah, I guess we have some fictional ones like um, from Marvel, even Black Panther. Black Panther, and he's very fictional, but it gives us a taste, I yes. guess. Yes. Um, that that movie was so, so big. Yeah. It was great, but it yeah. was so it was big huge. in the U.S. It, it took like, a different level from other. Of other Marvel movies for me. No, all, all of my black and brown friends were Wakanda forever so hard because mm -hmm. it really felt like they were, it was the first time they got a hero that actually feels more like them. Yeah, yeah. it represents more, not only um, physical appearance, but on culture and the yeah. way they it goes. Like yeah. imagine growing up and not having a role model at all. Yeah. which is something that you both know. And you mentioned something you know, for me that it's super critical here. It's like, it's not how we see, but how we feel seeing yeah. things, mm -hmm. right? And if you yeah. see yourself represented there, it's even better than just seeing that there is a black person in a yeah. movie. So, yeah. Yeah, you definitely feel how important that release was whenever it was yeah. there. It was like, shit, this was big. And this was not only a movie about having a, a black hero on Marvel, it was about much more than that yeah. yeah i still i still like as a woman i feel like the only representation yeah. i have is wonder woman <laughs> that's literally my favorite movie my favorite superhero movie and i think it's a lot to do with her being a woman and so i think i can definitely relate to to feeling represented and how important that is for us and for kids, and I think more so for kids than for us adults, but still, um, it's, it's, it's great. And I think it's a great topic. And I think in um, my American friends, when they came to Brazil, they are both Black American and they came to Brazil last year. And one thing that they would ask me was about Everybody Hates Chris and all of those, you know, very classic American Black family TV shows that we used to have as kids. And I used to watch them. I used to watch them and I would not, you know, I don't know, I wouldn't realize that those people are black and those people are white. And I didn't have that distinction as a kid at all. And to be honest, I only got to have that distinction when I was in Australia, um, because here in Brazil, in my group of friends were very mixed and nobody cared about what was going on. 
but in Australia, everybody was so fuzzy about where you're from and what about your accent. Also, oh, you're originally from X country. What's you know, what's your lineage and all this shit? Like here, we don't really care. Not I like mean, but how do we care here in Brazil? I mean, how do you make yourself segmented into one single race in Brazil? It's kind of hard. It's yeah. impossible. Yeah, even for people who say like. I, yeah, I am white. Yeah, really? Really, no. bitch? Let's <laughs> yeah, take a look. Let's take a look back. It was super yeah. interesting because whenever I was in the US, uh, I was never called white. I was Latino ever, always, all the time. They're like, white people are European and uh, North Americans. Those are the white people. Like everybody else, they're not going to call you white at all. Yeah, everybody else is not entitled to everything that we have. Yeah, yeah. like that. Uh huh. Because I have Lebanese descendancy, you know, I'm not, I'm not fully Pretty white. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that um, just to close on that, um, I think there's a lot of room for discussions and topics that needs to be sure. lighted. And we are trying to, with this, this podcast, we are trying to do in a very light way, but mm -hmm. also educational. Mm -hmm. Because I think this is the kind of conversation that people need to be at least um, called to yeah. pay a, a little more attention to it next time, maybe. So, and yes. it will be in Portuguese, right? It will be in Portuguese, but <clears throat> I am not making any promises, but maybe a collaboration is in the works. Ooh, Ooh, love. Nice. <laughs> Can't love wait. It already. Okay, so... Um, I'm looking forward to that and also looking forward to knowing some other pop culture topic that is very present right now. Which one? Oh, I think it starts with a B. Have we talked about it before? I think so. Hmm. <laughs> Does it end with a B also? Sorry? Does it end with a B as well? Yeah. Yes. What a weird name, right? <laughs> <laughs> very easy to... BBB. To... B. <laughs> okay, Big Brother Brazil, tell us. Tell us your opinion. Tell us what is, you know, under... I mean, a lot has happened. A lot. It's the last time we spoke, right? A lot. I mean, oh, yes. I had a completely God. different setting to talk about Big Brother with you guys when we first spoke. Right yeah. now, I sometimes... I mean, I am lost for words sometimes with Big Brother because yeah. I don't have a favorite anymore. I, I got my heart, like, broken several times this past weeks. <laughs> And I am trying not to have any more heartbreaks this year. So I'm kind of like not getting attached to anybody there anymore. So I think I am on that phase with Big Brother that I acknowledge how big it is and how important it is in Brazil, especially for the TV and for the majority of people that are only capturing things or entertainment on, 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 on how do you say? Uh, open TV. TV. Open TV, yes, thank you. Um, but I can't, I can't help but keep thinking that it's essentially us on a day-to-day -day basis being filmed. I mean, people mm -hmm. keep saying like, oh, but they know that they're being filmed. So sometimes this is sort of an act. And I'm like, okay, for the first two hours that you're there is sort of an act. You cannot possibly think that those guys 50 days in are still acting or putting up like a... a um, this role. Yeah. It doesn't Nobody work like do it. it no. It's just not possible. 
that yeah. you put up an act for 24 hours even every a, day even a day yeah i think every day putting for in 50 days I mean, we cannot, we cannot even put like this role of very good workers for eight hours straight. Can you imagine doing yeah. that for, I don't know how many days those guys, I mean, it's going to be 100 days this, yeah. this season. Yeah. yeah. I, still, I still dare to say Juliette is my favorite um, because she wasn't my favorite always. And actually I was favoring Gio and Sara yeah. before. Sara fucked up the account. Oh my so god. So go like slipping through her fingers, right? Like sand. She just literally. She laid pretty quiet and did the right things, but her kind of wasn't an act, but it fell through that all the other stuff that she actually likes and knows that are unpopular opinions. Yeah, she should have that, So that makes me wonder on Sara that she was playing an act all along from the beginning. Oh yeah, for sure. For right? sure. She's so, she kept quiet. So yeah, so the thing that I hate the most about her is that I feel like fooled by her. Yeah, I feel the same. I see her on Instagram because I used to follow her. So sometimes she like pops up on my Instagram. I'm like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, why I, am I following you? How was I, I, stopped. Why, I stopped. What was I thinking? You know? Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure about this, but it feels like all the things that she did in the beginning that were good were actually genuine. I don't think she was playing all the Lucas shit and all the other shit happened. Not but sure. I think part of her personality is just shitty. Like on the topics of politics and yeah. empathy for other people who are not around you. Yeah. And going out and oh, during COVID, which she did big time. It's like, yeah. I feel like it's more of she's not completely horrible, but part of her is. Yeah, but yeah. that is the thing about people. We are not completely one yeah. thing or another, right? Exactly. And Big Brother tend to polarize that because, for example, yeah. for sure. So your favorite for the win is Giuliacci, right? right. What about you being? I'd say her too. Yeah, I, I mean, right now I would say her, but I'm seeing some people there that are actually not taking stands the beginning of the fights that probably will last longer like camila yes Wong, and usually that's how it pay out with big brother i mean for the first 10 that i watched because i stopped watching big brother for a while but the first 10 it was like this i mean people you didn't see the winner coming from the beginning yeah yeah so, yeah I think we have to wait and see what i like about giulietti and what i now dislike about you is that you is very fake. I I find him very fake, and I think he's very snaky. He like makes shit up to kind of put people against each other. And Taylor Swift, something somebody's coming for your play here. What? I was just saying that you said that Gio is kind of snaky. I was saying that Taylor Swift. I mean, everybody says that she's a snake on on pop culture. I'm really? sorry. I tend to think like that about. I know you. I I'm not saying that about you, Taylor, if you're listening to us, <laughs> <laughs> that you're hating. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing with, with you. He's very Taylor Swift, and I don't really, I don't really. I decided, uh, I didn't. I don't really like him anymore. And I think he just screams. He's like a child. He doesn't know how to talk. Like, don't lose your shit all the time. Like, you so, have to be a collected person. And I think I, that's just very honest. 
Yeah, but the thing is that two weeks ago, Gil doing the same shit that he's doing right now, we were like, oh my God, I love him. It's, it's just putting on everybody's faces and I want him to keep doing that. And right now we feel like it's too much. So yeah. that is the feeling that I got with Big Brother. And I see a lot of people going like beyond the 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 the, the yeah. limits like i really hate somebody and then i really love somebody so mm -hmm. after the first weeks that i got really played into by global so thank you global for <laughs> manipulating me i did pay for it and it's fine right now i like to think that i am a little bit awake like they are trying to play me i'm not gonna buy a mcdonald's just because there is a, a <laughs> with mcdonald's because i did in the beginning of big brother i it was super tempting though like a party filled with mcdonald's Come I on, who wouldn't want that like damn i wouldn't you wouldn't what would you i eat fuck with that? oh they have donuts? chips no they <laughs> have only chips yes no they don't they you will be projata in that party they don't mcdonald's doesn't have it really only burger king has vegan options but McDonald's the only one they have, they have is with cheese. They, they don't even have a veggie burger. They have one with cheese, don't they? They don't have a veggie burger. You sure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, I mean, you would be projata in that party. Yes, I would be. Uh, yeah. See? Everybody in the, on the internet would be making fun of me, but I don't think I would go. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I would be in Big Brother for this long. To be honest. Yeah. How far would you be? How far? I would I mean, be that is canceled, like. <laughs> Pretty soon. <laughs> you think so? I'm pretty sure. Like pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I'm a snake or anything like that. Because I'm too honest. I would literally be t telling people like, "You're you shit." Just, you Shut just say bad things like without like thinking about it, right? Yeah, I I I say everything that goes through my mind. So. I mean, I think you drunk at a party is more dangerous than you telling people to their faces. See, I, I want to say that he knows me very well. So you, Biel, and uh, Gabriel Miranda know that I'm crazy and I'm up for the game when we're back from this pandemic and we have our first, you know, outing together. Be prepared. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> there is a challenge there. There is a challenge there. And I actually already have a drink to bring to this to get up that we're gonna do. That's okay. Oh. I can, I can, and he can can um, affirm that I can vomit and go back to the party. Well, but that's me also. So we have competition. Oh, shit. For people that don't know, <laughs> that's called puke and rally. Puke and rally. Puke and rally. Okay. So we are puke the rally. rally of the- Actually, well, people learned a lot of shit today. It was in English. It was very like insanely good topics. Yeah. Interesting topics, differently from our regular yeah. bullshit. Listeners, get schooled, <laughs> man. If you didn't understand something, because you know, we were talking very complex terms here. Yeah, um, feel free to pop up in our Instagram page. Absolutely. And we'll explain. I'll put some terms up. Yeah. Bingo is the, Bingo is the editor. It. I'm just the co-host. I <laughs> just talk shit. Yeah, I do the habit. I was just invited to this, but if you also want to know why Taylor Swift is shady, just also hit me on, on, on Instagram as well. Yes. I'll come to his podcast. He's pop probably going to talk about it. Yeah. Pop is I mean, I doubt that Taylor Swift is going to not be on your podcast. 
Probably, probably I'll go very Lumena on Taylor Swift. But like, oh God, shit! You really hate her. I, I the only I one thing like that it. I have for Taylor Swift is Bad Blood, which is a song that we played uh, at the fraternity whenever I was in Bishu, freshman. Kendrick Lamar version or the no Kendrick Lamar version? No Kendrick Lamar. Wow. Wow, that is a hardcore Taylor Swift right there. Oh no, it was because okay, so to join that that wasn't supposed to be told, but they don't do it anymore, so I guess it's fine. To join a fraternity, you have to go through pledging, which is like a semester of doing shit. And like the very yeah, the very last week they call it initiation week, and you don't know what's gonna be. They're like, you're gonna be here for a while. You don't know when you're gonna get out, and you're gonna live in the basement with all of your dudes that are doing the same shit which are pledge brothers so we don't we didn't know what happened the first day you just walk in all dressed up in suits and people they take your bags and do the check-in which is take your bags all the way up to a room while everybody tears up newspaper and throws on the ground for the people to clean that's like christmas that's the snow falling they do that and they, they check in and for every meal during that week and we have three meals a day All of the pledges have to serve the meals. They have to be to the the high the lowest numbers, which is the person that entered the fraternity first. So older people get first, and they play a song during all those meals. Which for our time or our pledge class, it was Bad Blood. So they played Bad Blood on repeat for three meals a day for five days. Now I get it. Yeah, that's a it's torture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of torture. But you know, it bonds people together. It's not like uh, fucked up torture. Of course, everybody together against bad. Constructive, yeah, yeah. It's kind of constructive. So, did you have to sing Taylor Swift? Sometimes, but it was like in a fun way. Okay. It was like, okay, guys, sing it, and then we just got probably know by heart. Everybody, Sorry. you know by heart, bad blood now, right? Yeah, because maybe now we got bad blood and people are hitting on tables like all the time. Oh my god! Good times. <laughs> see now we see how we capture like a, a Taylor Swift fan even for a song. You got it. I'm hooked. Oh, that's so funny. Um, I I don't like Taylor Swift because I I've heard through the grapevine um, that she's um, she's racist and she's like. Uh, Donald Trump supporter. Actually, she's not a Donald Trump supporter, but she comes from a very racist state, right? Nashville is a very polarized mm. state, right? And country music, such as Sertanejo here in Brazil, is a very racist um, type of music. I mean, you don't see any black Sertanejo duos. I mean, I don't know. I actually know one singer that was black. That was the ones that was a duo with Danielle. You probably won't know, but Danielle used to have like a a, a partner, and he died in a car accident in the '90s, and he was black. The single black Sertanejo singer that I know all my life. And now it's a thing in America to have like black country singers, but yeah. that wasn't a thing for the longest time. So it's kind of a very tricky territory, but yeah. So interesting. I never really realized that. That's why your podcast is so important because it's going to open perspectives and it's going to open eyes like you just did mine because 
the first thing you said was like there is no black sertanejo singers i'm like no there must have because brazil has such a you know broad black community so mm -hmm. obviously one of the most popular um you know gen genres, genres yeah. in yeah. brazil is, is sertanejo so it must have but it, it doesn't and maybe it, Yeah. Just maybe in Goiás there is no black people, but we have to check it. We have to check it. <laughs> for sure. It requires okay. verification. Um, Next road uh, trip. <laughs> road trip. Let's check. Let's check if there's any black people in Goiás. Um, yeah. What I was gonna say next was that um, what's his name? Um, Miley Cyrus' dad. He has a music. Miley Cyrus. Yes. Yeah, he has Now a song. We're down on our pop culture here. Um, he has a song with um with a black Lil Nas X. Yeah, he's a black um country music singer, right? No, he's a black rapper who just did a country song. Really? Yeah. No, and I just love that song. I don't remember right now, but I love that song. Yeah, the the ride till I can no more. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna sing on the podcast. Old Town Road, right? Old Town, Town Road. Road. Yeah, yes. that's that's a great song. I I heard it all the time. I listen to it all the time. See, so awesome. today everybody here learned that there is no black people in certain Asia. Far out. Yeah. Crazy. News. That's so. No idea. That's Never so crazy. noticed it. And how well, do we get here? I don't know. It was a crazy one. We went through so much. <laughs> you know? Yes. I don't know. We had such a good agenda, so organized went, from the it, beginning. It went so yeah, it went smoothly. Yeah. How did we see the agenda? Really? You didn't hear you never heard that? That's like a thing that we say in Australia. And another term that I used today that um uh Bia asked me what it was is sundowning. Sundowning is when you're when you're putting down a project or you're putting down a certain um Yeah, your sundown. I, I thought it was like putting on sunscreen. No, like you your sundown. You send down and you're putting on yes. sundown. Sundown. You're getting your sundown and your sundowning. I would no, go actually, for that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's actually a term in Australia, I guess, and, and something that I didn't realize was Australian. Um, and the same as grapevine. That's like heard in the grapevine. It's like you heard it in the network of people that you have around you. Um, Basically, so fofoca. Oh, fuck. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The grapevine. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Or a chisme, if you are a Spanish speaker. Uh, I don't know what that yeah. is. I started my Spanish lessons, though, because, you know, I want to know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, if people say bad shit about you, you should be aware of it. For sure. For yeah. sure. I'm right there with you. Awesome. Thank you, Biel, for participating in another podcast. It um, was wonderful. Yes, loved loved we loved it. it. We hope you loved it too. Yeah. Thank you. I love it even more. Can't wait for the episode to be out. How is your social media handle? Oh, my social media handle is Biel Felipe. Nice. On every social media. On every social media. <laughs> He's going to have a podcast out, so keep an eye for that. Yeah. It's going to be pretty awesome. And we're going to have Not one English. together, one episode together. Yeah, and, and you, I think that Binho should sing more Bad Blood for the next episode. So there is a challenge there. <laughs> I'll do it. A thousand likes. Oh my God. Okay, Not so we should finish this episode with Bad Blood. Okay, so you <laughs> editor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> bad, blood. bad Blood. In the end bad of Blood in the end of this I'll episode. I'll do it. 
<laughs> I mean, the guys will know already if it's in it or not. Yeah. Pretty soon. Coming to you. In Coming to you. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Biel. Have thank a great day. Thank you, guys. And um, we'll see you soon. We'll talk soon again. Bye. -bye. Thank bye. you. Bye.